This is KVRX 91.7 Austin, and you are listening to Dialectica, an examination of the civic, political, and economic issues that matter to us all on global, national, and local levels. Dialectica is brought to you by students of the LBJ School of Public Affairs and is produced in partnership with the LBJ Journal of Public Affairs. We hope you enjoy the show. Jason Fialkoff, and I'm here with the Dialectica radio show put on by the LBJ Sustainability Working Group. And sorry for the late start. There were a little bit of overlap over the last few shows. Anyway, I am here with uh, Nathan Wilkes and Aaron Ferguson and Matt Jordan. Um, can everybody say hello? Hi, I'm Nathan. Hi, I'm Matt. Hi, I'm Aaron. Okay. Um, I guess we should probably introduce ourselves. We did a show uh, at the beginning of last semester, and I am I am currently in the LBJ School of Public Affairs and the School of Engineering, and this is uh, this is the LBJ Sustainability Working Group's uh, once a month radio show, and this show will be a bicycle theme show. So we have um, Nathan, who uh, I guess Nathan should introduce himself instead of me introducing him. Uh, I'm the engineer with the Austin Bicycle Program, and I've been there about 15 months. And before that, I was volunteering a lot with the Yellow Bike Project, and it's kind of my deal right now. Okay. And Erin? Yes, I'm a master's student here at UT. I'm getting my master's in transportation engineering, and uh, before coming to UT, I worked for three years for a transportation engineering and consulting firm. Out of what city? Uh, two years in Baltimore and one year in Portland, Oregon. Cool. You want to say hello, Matt? Uh, I'm Matt. I'm a psychaholic. I've been cycling now for four years. Kind of addicted to it. Trying to trying to keep it keep it up and uh, part of the engineering school and uh, biked a lot in uh, Portland, Oregon. Okay. Um, it might be hard to hear some people. We we had a little bit of um, some technical issues. Uh, so I guess just try to bear with us as we go. Um, and one of the things I wanted to talk about before getting into things with Nathan is just uh, kind of giving an update on what some of the local nonprofit and bicycling organizations are doing. And uh, Nathan's going to go in a little bit into what the city's doing, and hopefully we'll have a, a nice discussion with some educated people who may not be as uh, uh, knowledgeable as Nathan and I. All right. Um, so uh, one of the things I just want to talk about is uh, we talked about the Orange Bike Project last semester, and um, the Orange Bike Project is a, a UT startup kind of similar to the Austin Yellow Bike Project. Uh, they're working on giving bikes away, not giving them away, but kind of working for them. Uh, some of the things they've been doing is having their uh, Monday meetings, and they've been having Eileen from uh, Mellow Johnny's come and kind of give orientation activities as to what makes you a good bicyclist, and having their Thursday hours... Uh, additionally, there, there's a student government resolution going through about incorporating bicycles into UT decisions. And um, I guess the question is why they're not quite incorporated yet. When I, One of the things they recently looked at was on 24th Street. Okay. And um, Nathan, I guess you want to try giving an update on the Yellow Bike Project and seeing if that works this time? Sure. Can they hear me now? 
be able to it's moving all right. All right. We're looking at dials. Here. Yeah, we're Global looking at booth. dials. Good thing we're on the FM talking about this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell the FCC. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call in and complain about us. All right, go ahead, Nathan. Yeah, so the Yellow Bike Project is in its 12th year. Um, in May, we'll celebrate uh, another birthday party, which are always fun. And, um, yeah, the, this year... Our primary challenge is trying to find a new space to house our operations. Um, last July or so, we moved out of the old Mueller Airport, where we had a 3,000-square-foot warehouse facility, which is kind of one of its kind among community bike shops. And um, what we used the space for was to store donated bike parts and to teach people how to fix bikes. And we had, you know, like 12 community tool sets. And so, so you guys were trying to raise money. I know, um, it, and I try to follow the, the number online sometimes, and I, I think the goal is $250,000 uh, by May, if I remember correctly. Um, is that coming? Is that like a, is it still feasible, you think, to, I guess, break ground sometime this year? Yeah, I think so. The um, Really what's holding us back right now is city permit process and, um, we're getting really close to the, you have to go through site plan review and building inspection because we're building a new building. So as far as the money goes, we have over 165000 which for a prepab metal structure, we should be pretty on track to getting mostly complete. And maybe there's a few things cost-wise that will hold us up towards the end, but we'll de- definitely be able to break ground as soon as the city lets us. That's great to hear. Um, I guess some other things that are going on in the city right now are the the League of Bicycling Voters. Those are kind of been up on the in the blogs, and um, they're kind of aware of it. And what they're doing is it's called Project Catapult, and it's this idea of five projects in five months. Um, I went to a, a meeting and, and tried to get informed, and I've kind of followed up with it uh, with uh, Rob D'Amico, I believe, is the president of the League of Bicycling Voters. Um, and I've I've read the Austin Chronicle article, and uh, the, some of the things they're working on are. Um, pretty much doing a feasibility study and presenting to the city how they feel the bicycling community is impacted and, and what their wants are. Uh, one of the projects they're working on is uh, New USA's Bicycle Boulevard. Um, are you guys familiar with Bicycle Boulevards from your times in Portland? Yes, yes. definitely. Oh, yeah? Good things? Very good things. Yeah. Um, bicycling Boulevards essentially roads that are priority for bicycle riders um, with lots of fun signs and things that make you feel good about being a bicycle rider, including lower flow, lower velocity, lower car speeds and lower, um, just lower amounts of cars. Another project they're working on is... And they kind of get you where you need to go as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't just go randomly or stop or something. They sort of take, take you where you need to go. Cool. How long are the ones in Portland? Not very long. There, there's one, Portland's kind of like Austin in, in that it's broken up into different quadrants and... There's one that kind of takes you all over the southeast side, which is nice, but then there's there's not much else. There's like maybe one in the north side. So, and then there are a few streets on the east side, just east of the river, that kind of go directly from I don't know, uh, thirty blocks east of downtown, and kind of cruise you directly down and, and across the bridge. Bike lane, sign facilities, bike boulevards. Yeah. yeah, so they're you know pretty much streets that have been. Uh, hit with traffic calming. And they have this like frisbee sized disc on the ground that's supposed to indicate that bikes are um, have are dominant, and uh, 
The cars don't always know what those mean. They just mean maybe like target. This is who you're supposed to target is the bike. <laughs> yeah. So Bonus you, points for hitting these guys. It's a 10 mile an hour marking. <laughs> <laughs> Did we say traffic coming? Like, what do you mean by traffic coming, Erin? Uh, well, lots of traffic circles, so the circular islands in the middle of the intersections, or sometimes they'll do what's called traffic diverters to where they put an island nearly all the way across the street and only bikes can fit through. Yep. Um, those are Those are really common. Yeah. Yeah. No, no problem evading those on late nights. Well, I'm sure they've had some interesting, interesting incidents. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, one of the other projects that they're uh, working on with the League of Bicycling Voters is a, is a South Austin bikeway. Um, I guess turning either Congress or Lamar or First Street, um, at least making it more comfortable for bike riders to be on it. Since I guess right now it's tough to get from pretty much from uh, Lady Bird Lady Bird Lake is the correct name of the river, right? Yeah. Um, it's pretty tough to get from Lady Bird Lake to all the way to Ben White without kind of being run off the road. I'm I'm not too familiar with that since I'm not in South Austin. I can probably imagine that, although um, that's that's one thing they're working on. Thoughts on that one? Uh, none of us live in South Austin. <laughs> I, took a, I took a South Austin ride one time, and uh, yeah, there's. I like that the um, the parked cars are sort of aimed at you. They're sort of at an angle. Yeah, in South so you Congress. Gotta kind of ride right by them. They're just sort of just ready to get you. It's like a it's just it's like a Tetris game. Yeah, yeah South Austin's pretty tricky because unlike North Austin, where you have like a grid coming off, like right. if you're on the east side, you have like Kamal Chacon. Robert T. Martinez, like there's just tons right. of north south streets, and then downtown is the same, and then even over in you know west north of the river. But when you get into South Austin, there's only a few streets that make it. There's several like big obstructions, like there's big creeks. Right. So basically, you have Congress, South Lamar, South First, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you have a few gridded streets like in the the South Fifth. Uh, area you can get up on Bolden, which is like the nicest way to get out of the valley on the south side. So it is pretty tricky. Yeah, South South Fifth Street has a, a lot of nice, um, I guess, amenities to slow traffic down. Yeah, little yeah. chicanes and yeah, little they look like there's trees in front of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> minus all those hills, it's a pretty perfect street. We should we should go at the end or something. We should go over what streets people should really bike on, like good bike streets to get you somewhere. You know, there's like a couple names like Kamal. If you don't know about Kamal. You gotta yeah. learn about Kamal. <laughs> put you right where you need to be. Yeah, Kamal pretty much take you anywhere. Yeah, yeah. In general, <laughs> not, not quite. Not quite, <laughs> but when you live where some of us do, it takes you I anywhere. Wish I on Kamal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and the city does put out a bicycle map which color codes these routes. Yeah. yeah. So there's three colors on the map. There's green, purple, and red. And the green is where you will probably feel most comfortable, and purple probably okay, and then red. It's like Riverside, South First. Red's for an adventure. There's a host of streets you probably don't want to be on. Yeah, those checkered boxes ones are for uh, for not road bike tires. <laughs> um, that's available online, right? Yeah, you can get the PDF online, or you can get it at almost every bike shop. Yeah, three bucks. Or you can try to hunt Nathan down and grab one from him. Jason was handing out a bunch the bar the other day. Yeah, <laughs> I hand them out to people who say they'll use them. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so South Austin, South Austin Bikeway is another one of the, the League of Bicycling Voter projects. Uh, a third one is kind of the education of the public, which is, uh, according to the League of American Bicyclists, one of the big things uh, holding back Austin as a bicycling community. Is that correct? 
I think I think that's what I've heard. What um, is one of the things on this? Um, public education about bicycling. Um, Do you have a sense from like what's been going on so far with advocacy groups and whatnot? How many new bikers? How many people have converted oh, yeah, from yeah. transit or from driving in their car to becoming cyclists? Because yeah. that's kind of always the the interesting discussion when you put in bike lanes. You know, all of a sudden you see more cyclists, but are there really more, or did they just all find the new bike lanes? Converts. Yeah. yeah, new converts to the to the. You cars. can definitely tell, like in the last year, like when the gas price really spiked up, like you could you could just feel that there were more bikers everywhere. But uh, I know Portland has their figures for like crossing the river, mm-hmm. and they oh, keep yeah. them manually, so yeah. they can make these really awesome. That's true. Um, charts That's showing true. that like even though their lane miles of bicycle lanes have kind of peaked out, that their ridership is just exploding still. How do they track bikes? They have uh, they have the same thing they do in the trap in like a street. They just have a little loop wire. detectors. Yeah, loop detectors. Uh, the induct- yeah, inductance loops. Yeah, yeah. So that measures the metal go the bike yep. metal going when the metal, over. metal goes over. It they also it. have like the, the ones that are like pressure. They're just like a line mm-hmm. you just drive over. I'd get out and jump on those. <laughs> get a so you're the reason <laughs> the ridership has gone April up. April 23rd looks like there was a thousand bikers. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything like that in Austin going on, or any efforts yeah, yeah. to try and measure it? We don't have any loop detector um, counting mechanisms or anything like that, so our counting is a little more um, time-consuming. We have a video camera that we can set up around town, so, um, and then we'll go out and do like before and after counts on certain projects. So we don't have as cohesive as a picture of like our ridership as Portland that's been tracking it for like a decade mm-hmm. in the same spot, you know, annually. So. But we're working towards that. Oh, cool. Very cool. Cool. Um, so there's a, a few other things that the Project Catapult is working on. Those are the big three, and I I don't want to spend too much time on it since we lost a whole lot of time at the beginning of the show. Uh, Nathan, you want to give us a little bit of an update on what the city of Austin has been doing or what they plan on doing? Yeah, there's been a host of pretty good projects this last year and ones that are coming as well. Um, kind of as a preface, the most of the or a lot of the opportunities that we get are not ones that were like contrived as like bicycle projects, but rather just opportunities that come up through maintenance work. So um, basically every, like an asphalt road, every 10 years, it'll have to be resurfaced because it has to be waterproof so that the like road base doesn't erode and, and destroy itself. So about every 10 years, you get this opportunity to have a blank black slate on a road. So a good example of, of something that could have happened, you know, several many decades ago is like the South Lamar climbing lanes, which um, in between the river and Ben White over a couple miles, you have a 200 foot elevation climb. Yeah, and that's not, I mean, that might sound like a lot, but that it, it's, it's a lot once you get out there. Yeah. And Jason and I went to a meeting actually. Yeah. There and like, we rode down it and you don't need a bike lane. You can just take the lane yeah. and you can ride like 30 miles an yeah. hour. Go, yeah, go. But going up, you're going like five miles an hour. So it's super important. Oh, so right. when we had that black surface, the road is 60 feet wide, and we took five 12-foot lanes and made it five 11-foot lanes and had a five-foot bike safe spot. And it makes a world of difference when you're going up that. Oh, yeah, especially on South Lamar. Yeah, South Lamar is yeah. one of the busiest roads in town. So it was a success. That project actually did go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's there now. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we got that last summer with the, the maintenance work. Wow. Yeah. And it's going to cool. extend further. It's only you can get up the steepest part of the hill up to the Alamo Draft House and then Oh, as you go further, bicycling priorities. But the the following section is waiting on uh, utility clearance. 
uh, before it can be repaved, but it's definitely on their list of that's things cool. to do. So we'll get it all the way to Mancheck, basically. That's awesome. That's far. That's real far down. Um, what else has been going on? There's uh, the Fluger Bridge. Uh, I don't know how many of you were around when that was built, but it's which the, one's the Fluger Bridge? That's the. It's across. Uh, Ladyburg Lake, and it's right next to Lamar. It's the pedestrian, pedestrian bridge. Okay. Yeah. Is it a pedestrian bridge, or yeah. am I allowed to bike on it? Or Yeah, you're allowed to bike on okay. it. Okay. There's actually colorings that were meant to be, you know, the little center. Yeah. It's like reddish, I think, or maybe. They just ended up looking pretty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that little exchange right there, that was pre-planned. They, they planned it. They, they, they got there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Evan and Costello of bikes. <laughs> So, yeah, if you notice on the north side of the bridge, there's the bridge, like, flares out, and on the right side enters that spiral ramp down, and then on the left side it just kind of nubs off. And what they're going to do is cut that off, and then there's going to be a flyover Cesar Chavez, so you'll, like, land on the other side of the street, and then you'll be able to bike straight into downtown, like, connect to buoy. And, yeah, that's, that's going to be really nice when that happens. That's yeah. so cool. How far, how far out do you think that, that is? Or? I think that's starting this coming fall. Oh, wow. wow. Awesome. And, the new start for those night rides. Surprisingly short. I don't know what you're expecting, but <laughs> time frame of like six months or so. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. That's going to be great. So Fluger Bridge, um, extending the Lamar, uh, climbing lane all the way to Manshack is, those are both pretty impressive. Have yeah, you guys we, noticed, uh, what were you going to say? Uh, oh, have you guys noticed anything new? I mean, you both are relatively new to Austin, but... The the Fourth Street sort of two way bike lane, that's like right downtown. Um, I think when I first moved here, it was kind of closed because of construction. Yeah, that's where they're putting in the red line right now in front yeah, of the convention the center. Line. And so that there's like a, a really sweet patch of nice two lane bike bike route or bike lanes that just sort of stop and, <laughs> and throw you out into a one way street. <laughs> yeah, that one's a little tricky right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going, and then you're going the wrong way. Yeah. On the railroad track. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I, but I noticed that it opened up. But yeah, that that facility is worth mentioning. <laughs> it's that's a part of the Lance Armstrong Bikeway, which um, starts at, at um, Lake Austin Boulevard, and it goes by um, Austin High School, and then it gets down on an off street section that was just recently completed. And it goes all the way to the Shoal Creek and then up Shoal Creek and then you cross a bridge and you get on 3rd Street. And then 3rd Street is going to take a couple of years, but they're going to convert it to two-way and put bike lanes. And then when you get over to the convention center, you jog up to 4th Street, which is what he was talking about. And um, so right now it dead ends, but in a couple months there's going to be a project that starts to extend the two-way bike facility over the creek where there will be a separate bridge for it to meet up with wow. the... If you've ever noticed under um, I-35, the 4th Street crossing for bicycles, and there's a two-way path that just kind of dead-ended, and I don't know how many years ago that was done, but cyclists use that all the time because it's pretty much the safest route back and forth under 35, so that'll have a dedicated path all the way from con- Convention Center over to the other side of I-35. Do you know if there are any plans to kind of connect things up north? Because I know um, from being up in that direction there's a stretch I think it's called like Great Northern Road or something that runs uh-huh. along the railroad tracks next to Mopac and you they found yourself on Great Northern yeah Where, well which, which one's Great Northern Road it's uh, kind it's, of a strange road it goes it's yeah. right next to the railroad tracks so it, it doesn't have any like T-ins from 
from the west side? Yeah, I mean, it's one real long, continuous stretch of road, and um, the the bike lanes on that are both on the same side, and they're side by side, so they're uh, going opposite directions right right next to each other. And I was curious, because, I mean, it's obviously striped and was relatively well thought out if there's any plans to connect up to it somehow to get it a little bit more used. Yeah, that one is, I, I'm aware, isn't planned to connect. There's all sorts of... I'm sure just north and south of there, you run straight into backyards and mm-hmm. <laughs> railroad right away and all sorts of stuff. But I mean, it's uh, relatively really close, close to, there to is like Shoal Shoal Creek, Creek, which yeah. is you know an excellent place to bike. Yeah. Okay. Just curious. Which goes all the way, you know, from like 38th up to I think 183. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, that's just kind of a strange segment. And what that connects to is uh, you can get up on the like Greystone or. Far west, like there's a bridge that goes over Mopac, mm-hmm. or gets up to Mopac over the railroad tracks. Yeah, okay. But um, there, there are some things I guess in very preliminary stages right now. Um, I guess so. You hear about the League of Bicycling Voters talking about new essays, and um, so Nathan works at the city. I'm I currently intern under him. I guess you want to mention that program real quick before I start talking about it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we we devised a way basically to take accept volunteers at the program. There's only four of us, and if you get involved in the bicycle community here in Austin, there's like hundreds, literally, of people that want to see better facilities and want to, you know, see improved condition for bicyclists. So, um, since the bicycle program works directly with like implementation of the bike plan, we thought it would be an excellent way to give people both experience and also like further the goals of the bike plan itself or the the bike program awesome. and kind of enhance like just our. Uh, staff yeah so what was the name of that program again you can just intern you can contact the city of austin bike program and say you're interested in interning and you can do anything wow. from like engineering drawings if that's what you want to get into or like counts or yeah and how, how feasibility uh, studies wow very cool actually i um so i'm a ut graduate student and I, I mentioned i'm in the engineering program i actually was able to I wouldn't call it a, a scam or anything, but I, <laughs> I certainly I'm I'm currently uh, taking course credit to to work with the city, and it's it's been cool because Nathan's assigned me some pretty awesome projects. One of them is the uh, preliminary planning, actually, for a new SAS bicycle boulevard, which would it'd be our city's first boulevard. But that's very preliminary stages, and don't want to disappoint anybody if if something happens. But, yeah. Um, and Jason, I've, I've yeah. really enjoyed it. What were you going to say, Matt? I, I was just going to point out that you're the master of double dipping. We went out to a, a birthday party, and he, he brought a coupon for the restaurant. It was amazing. <laughs> I just, Unlike I, anything I'd ever seen. I, I prefer efficiency. You know? <laughs> um, so we're, we're actually running out of time, and I don't know if we've touched on everything that you wanted to talk about, Nathan. Is there anything, any key points you wanted to make? Yeah, there's, there's some ongoing stuff or future efforts that you can certainly get involved in. I would encourage anybody who wants to see better bicycle facilities to volunteer with somebody. There's a host of organizations. Yeah, so I guess just for those of you who weren't earlier, there's the, the Yellow Bike Project. You can go down and work on bikes and Orange Bike Project, same deal, get involved in planning on campus. Um, and there's LBV, which is an advocacy organization, really like heightening the awareness of bicycles. And then there's ACA, which is Austin Cycling Association, and they're recreational rides, and they do a lot of education like teaching kids about helmets and wow 
yeah. safe writing and stuff like that. If, is there a place where I can go and just get this information, like a like a website with so, all these listed? So I um I have actually a, I have a few shout outs that I need to make. Um, so there's a couple of blogs that I constantly refer to. I go to the AustinBikeBlog.org, which is now called Austin on Two Wheels, um, and I think the guy is Elliot who used to run that, and that's a good one. Um, my primary source of information is atxbs.com, and that one is a... They actually won an Austin... Or Jason, who runs it, won an Austin Chronicle Award um, this past year for that blog. And it's he's got a really nice calendar on it listing all the upcoming events, like the commenting on the bike uh, planning. There's a bike plan meeting at Mellow Johnny's at 6.30 on Thursday. Um, and there's Critical Mass on Friday, and next Wednesday there's more bike meeting commenting. And next Monday... Uh, there's a Q&A session with Art. Um, I can't pronounce the police commissioner's last name at all. <laughs> but it's a Q&A session with... Uh, Alvarado, perhaps? Yeah. Um, and we're we're really running out of time now. And CP has been really helpful running the booth for us. And I hope that he comes in here and helps us a little bit. Because <laughs> um, I'm not exactly sure how to send us to song. But I guess I can try. Wait, can, can we mention that in this, in this room there's about... F- 30, no, 20 pictures of Jonathan Taylor Thomas as a, as a young man on the wall. Yeah. And they're just, it's really kind of frightening, to be honest. Has it been distracting you? Yeah, this whole time. Uh, is there, are there any other shout-outs yeah. you needed to make, Nathan? Yeah, there's, the bike plan is worth mentioning that um, it's the planning effort that will drive, like, the next 10 years of bicycle development in Austin. And that's what Jason was mentioning about the uh, Melojani's kind of open house unveiling and some other... Um, places you can look at that plan and then also the bicycle advisory council is a place you can that's the citizen body that advises the city staff on bicycle issues so you can get involved with that cool um so i think that we've run out of time um i want to thank everybody for being here thank you matt aaron um especially thank you to nathan not just for coming here but um being a yellow bike project all-star and city of austin engineering all-star Um, Yeah, I think that a lot of us have a a lot to thank you for. So on behalf of the Austin Bicycling community, (laughs) thank you, Nathan. Yeah, well, you want to clap, man? Yeah, go ahead and clap. Can, can that translate yeah, on there? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm, hope- <laughs> I'm certainly hoping that all of this worked for the past 30 minutes. Um, we don't do this too often, and I'm getting a good thumbs up that it did work. So thank you for listening. Um, and I guess the, the biggest thing you can do if you're interested in bike riding and um, bike advocacy is just getting on your bike and getting out there because that's definitely the way it makes it safer for everybody, and it definitely raises awareness. And it's hella fun. (laughs) So, thank you. Dialectica has been brought to you by the students of the LBJ School of Public Affairs in partnership with the LBJ Journal of Public Affairs. Sources for our show can be found on our website, which can be accessed through kbrx.org. Any opinions offered on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of the LBJ School of Public Affairs, the University of Texas, or KBRX Student Radio. Thank you to our producers and our guests, and remember, you are listening to KBRX Austin.